Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. My name is Bran, and I'm the host of it. There have been a lot of names of this podcast. I will give you the name later. But first, I want to kind of talk to you about what has been going on and where this is going. You might have tuned in and thought, hey, on my podcast app, it looks different. The picture's different. The name, it's just numbers. Where did the episodes go? There's only one episode? Well, here's the story to all of that. I started this podcast over a year ago. Actually, I got a reminder on my Facebook of the first episode that I posted ever. Um, I started this over a year ago because I wanted to connect with people who were dealing with issues surrounding sobriety, recovery, uh, mental health, and just being positive in a world so dark. It started off with the name being Nonstop Feeling, Feeling Nonstop, which I thought was a good way of keeping it somewhat in that realm, but not necessarily committing to anything. Later, I changed it to Nonstop Feeling. After that, I changed it to Cerebral Might. I changed these names because I really wanted to have my podcast not necessarily just be about recovery and sobriety. Um, it's a, that is in itself is a huge part of my life, but I knew that it might scare away the already longtime listeners to just the PMA and mental health podcast. Once I got into Cerebral Might and we, I started operating under that name, it really got more into the music aspect of everything. Um, even the name Cerebral Might is a takeoff of a band called Mind Force and also a warrior song. And I feel that I started going more into this realm of just talking about hardcore, punk, straight edge, some sobriety and recovery stuff about PMA, but it was kind of just a mix of emotions within that realm. But here's the thing. I really want to talk about sobriety. I think it's the most important piece in my life. It is a huge centerpiece within how I operate from the day to day. And I know that not every single person out there who listens to this podcast is sober, straight edge, or in recovery. I know that I have listeners who just tune in because they want to hear my voice because they haven't heard from me in a long time, and so they just tune in to listen to me. But I really want to be true to me, and I think that changing this podcast into something that is more me is very important. I think there was something very yucky feeling about not doing a podcast that is true to who I am and doing it because I didn't want to lose followers. I just wanted to throw that out there because I think in my life, within my recovery, within my journey in life, I've always wanted to be noticed and I've always wanted to be accepted. I've always wanted to be the cool one in the room, whether it be skateboarding, cycling, hardcore, any of it. I wanted to be the person that if you saw me riding my bike down the street, you knew that it was me because I had the one thing or the one bike that set me apart from everyone else. And I was that person for a very, very long time until I got sober. But I've reached this point in my sobriety 
where I've realized that I got sick of it. I got sick of having to work on me. I think having that mental health aspect to this podcast has always been there. It really has. But there's a point within being sober where you're just over it and you start getting into not necessarily dark things, but you start getting into things where you let yourself get in the way. And that's exactly what I did. I did it for a few months. And as of late, I realized that that's what I was doing. And I don't want to do that. I want to jump in with both feet and be a sober podcast and be a place where people can go to listen to not only my story, but other stories and have hope. If you're not into the sober thing, I really appreciate that you've listened to me for as long as you have, and I appreciate your support and love. If you are sober and have been listening to this podcast for a long time, thank you for powering through and seeing all the changes. I mean, thank you everyone for seeing all the changes and craziness within how my brain works, but I really appreciate the support and love that my friends, family, and anyone else who listens to this podcast gives me. So this is it. This is the new style of the podcast. It's a reboot of the old ways and jumping in with both feet into talking about sobriety. My name is Bran Farneyshamp, and this is Sick of Being Sober. Hope you enjoy it. First off, mad love to Magnitude for letting me use their song Opposition off of To Whatever Fable End. Great album. Please check it out if you get a chance. So yeah, welcome back to this podcast that I host, which is now called Sick of Being Sober. I have had this idea stewing in my head for quite a while now. Um... Actually, since the last episode, which was the end of the year episode, I started having this feeling like I needed to do something different in terms of this podcast and that there was some sort of thing that was kind of wrong with the way that I was doing it because I wasn't putting my whole heart in it and I should have been doing that the whole time. I'm sorry to my longtime listeners just for the last few episodes or even halfway through the year of 2020, the episodes got real, I don't know, not, I guess weird, um, and not so much helpful. They were just kind of, I don't know, just rants about things, which I know that 2020 is a hard year for us to digest, but I just feel bad that I wasn't producing the content that I think people should get. And I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for a head change, then you should be getting that. Um, And I just wasn't doing that for you. So I apologize. And I am nervous about doing this episode. I've done 20 plus episodes, and yet I'm nervous about this episode because I believe that this episode that I'm about to start is an episode where I'm being very vulnerable within who I am and within just really stepping out there and away from my ego and myself to bring a 
a podcast that hopefully can be helpful to you in early recovery or just recovery in general. Um, and that that thing that I'm holding on to of just wanting to keep this air about myself, um, whether it's hardcore or straight edge or any of it, um, holding on to that is is not real and I know that um, and letting go and putting myself out there in terms of sobriety is the real me um, and it is not my identity but it is a huge part of me that I think about every single day and so bringing this episode and more episodes to you about me not only me being sober but other people being sober and just the process is scary because it is just to me at least, it feels more real. I have started working with a new sponsor. Um, I started working with a new sponsor about a week. I'm, I'm about a week in. Um, I've been kind of shopping in this realm of trying to find a sponsor for a few months now, um, but it's scary, right? Like if you are a person who is listening to this podcast and um, have worked the steps or going to work the steps like it is scary to take on that part of being sober because you have to actually uh, pay attention to the things that are happening and that have happened in your life Um, there are so many things that I was afraid of um, of just facing with my resentment list um, like my fourth step like I was terrified of that and we'll get into that not necessarily in this episode Um, of my take on that but um, we will get there but if you know what a fourth step is like it is terrifying having to admit um, to your fears and resentments and your sex inventory and all that stuff like it's incredibly terrifying and daunting to just take that on and say yeah I'm going to talk to some rando about this and then he's going to help me or she's going to help me figure it out like it's pretty scary Again, we're going to get into that later, but taking on the steps for me a second time around um, was important, and it was scary, and is scary, but I'm excited to do it. So what I think I want to do for the next few episodes, probably, honestly, 12, because there's 12 steps, um, is take you through my journey of the steps and just these ideas of how the steps work and just analogies on how to get through the steps without being um, not necessarily led astray but being uh, discouraged is the word I was looking for discouraged from continuing so step one is the step where you are admitting that you are powerless over fill in the blank it's really hard to, at least it is for me, and I'm, sh- I'm sure if you're listening to this and you are a person in recovery and have either been in the rooms or not been in the rooms, there's a big portion of you that has a ego about who you are. I think everybody does, we're, and we're going to get into that. Um, but there's a part of you that's like, fuck no, I'm not going to admit that I'm powerless over this. Like, I can handle it. I can tell you several stories about how that works within my life um i mean i'm sure we all can i'm sure you could 
message me or something or you know talk to a friend about like some story where you felt like you were going to conquer this thing i think where i have started to learn i think now um, really now i'm starting to understand how step one works um i really tried to work it the first time when i was doing the steps um my first go around and I kind of was just like, oh, man, I'm just going to like say that like I'm powerless. Like, I don't really necessarily know, but I'm going to say it because I want to get through all this stuff. Because um, I just was so nervous about getting through some real shit. And um, like I wanted to work on myself, but I wanted to do it in a way that was just kind of half-assed. So <clears throat> what I've kind of been thinking about and I've been journaling about and talking to my sponsor about is how over the past like 30 years um well let's say yeah 30 years i have had to try things my way and i've tried to fix the trauma that has been running rampant in my entire life for 30 years and i just can't do that right like i've been doing it for 30 years and every single time that I try to make it right, I screw it up. And the next time that I try to, you know, say, oh, I'm going to like do it better the next time, I screw it up. You know, hence why I'm in recovery, hence why I'm in the 12 step programs, all of that. Um, I thought that I could get through all of these things by myself. Now I've gone to a therapist and I go to a therapist and I take medication for uh, depression, but like, I think that for myself, I've always had this really strong sense of myself where I want to be the one who gets it done and gets it done right. And I think that it works within the workforce, but it really doesn't, but like works in the workforce to get ahead but then when it comes to my own life like I really want to just do everything and be be I don't want anybody else to come in and like tell me how to do something I just want to do it myself and like having to go through the, a program and be like well I'm gonna try this program and this program is gonna make it work and like some rando person who I barely know is gonna sponsor me and they're gonna tell me how to do this and like that was really hard for me to get over and that's the thing. Like I said, I have been doing this for 30 years where I have been trying to pick myself up by the bootstraps, just do it and get the thing done. I learned that through skateboarding. I learned that through music. I learned that through cycling. And honestly, it didn't work. Um, I was just fooling myself that I could do it better. Um, and I think that people do that all the time and it's so easy to just keep saying to yourself, I can do better next time. And I think it's a good attitude. I think it's a great attitude when it comes to sports and I think it's a great attitude when it comes to music and it comes to just creativity is that like, okay, I can push myself in a boundary um, that I'm uncomfortable with because I want to be the best. But it doesn't really work when it comes to your emotional health and your mental health. And every single time that I would do this whole, I'm going to do it better and I know how to do this, I would nuke the entire situation. 
and try to start again. I mean, like, look at this fucking podcast. I've gone through all these different names, all of these different ideas of how I'm going to do it. And, like, even this one is a new idea because, like, I didn't like the last one. I think this one's a little different because, I mean, hence, this this is my train of thought, right? It's like, oh, this one's different. I do think this one's different because I'm being truthful and I'm being honest with myself. And so, therefore, because I'm being honest, then I can just let my honesty and the truth guide. Putting it in this way of how many ever years you've been trying to do it by yourself and without something else or trying to do it and conquer it and you're not conquering it. Um, it's really hard to get to that point uh, to admit it. But when you admit it, I think that it's so powerful to just acknowledge and treat yourself with kindness and treat yourself in the sense of like, yeah, this is hard and I haven't been able to do it for decades and now I'm ready to do it. And I, I need to do it with other people and I need to do it with something else, uh, something spiritual. And I think that acknowledging that and allowing yourself to get on that level and humbling yourself to really to just understand that you need help is so empowering. There are a lot of things that I look back at with my early recovery with seeing, yeah, I, I did this thing right you know, for three months and then I screwed up again. Um, because I wanted to party and hang out with people. And like, I think that embracing those parts that are like even trying it, like trying to get sober or trying to stop doing whatever you're doing because it's obsessing or becoming an obsession or you're obsessive over it, um, is huge. Like nobody just really does that. Um, and I think it's important to remember that and embrace the fact that like you are trying, um, because when you start putting it in that sense where you're embracing the fact that you're doing something that other people haven't attempted to do because when you do go through recovery you do end up getting into some parts that are very very um, hard to get through and makes you just so vulnerable but accepting that you can't do it alone is like I said, very empowering because you you don't really look at yourself in the sense that you are this horrible, horrible person, but that you've been haunted by some sort of entity for years and that it's something that just wants to destroy you and wants to take you on and wants to just do what it does, which is to make you miserable. I don't think that we are all you know, born hateful or annihilated by the world for just existing. I think we are all born unplagued by these burdens that we come to know and that really there are so many just things that happen to us after we're born, the way that our parents interact with us, the way that school teachers interact with us, the ways that friends interact with us that ends up creating a you know trial of just how are you going to handle things when you're a teenager and when you're an adult and when you are in a relationship or when you go to work? And I think of that with how our parents interacted with us. 
Um, I'm in my 30s. I was born in the 80s. And um, I think my parents, for the most part, love them. But I think my parents, for the most part, created this world for me that was sheltering and didn't allow me to feel to my full extent. Um, and I was having this conversation with my wife. We were just kind of talking about philosophy. We were talking about how things work with our son. Um, because my son, who is, he's a toddler, and he will sometimes just like scream his head off for something and then forget about it. Um, or he will, you know, grunt to like get something and just get really angry because he's trying to communicate, but he can't fully get the words out right. And we were talking about how the way that, our parents interact with him and how they like when they see he's getting upset or screaming or crying to like try to give him something or distract him from the pain or the you know feelings that he's he's getting um i think a lot of us especially if you're, you're in your like 30s or 20 maybe 20s maybe eh, i'd say maybe 20s i mean maybe most all parents um just don't want their kids to be in pain so they substitute that pain for something else and it doesn't allow you to experience what you're experiencing and i think on a side note like i think it's my job to allow him to explore allow him to get upset and just kind of guide him through these situations so that when he grows up he can understand and navigate through life and get that sometimes things are hard and i don't think i got that i don't think i ever understood that because my parents just really did want to always divert my my pain and frustration mind you there were a lot of times outside of that that was like really frustrating they like wouldn't not necessarily give me what i wanted but they wouldn't like try to divert it but i do believe that a huge portion of my early development was just you know oh you're upset here's a shiny toy oh, you're upset, I'm going to do a little dance. Like, I just wasn't able to get that real-time work of just, like, this is life. Like, life is hard. And there are so many things outside of life that are just going to try to destroy you. I feel like normies and addicts are all born with our own self, shortcomings, and talents. But I think as addicts, we have are shortcomings that are just amplified in a way that it just gives us much distress and makes us feel like we're living in chaos. I like to think of this concept of us all being born with our own self as a guitar amplifier. I like to look at it as like an equalizer on the amplifier where you have the clean, the treble, the bass, the dirt, and they're all tuned to a certain way. And the, if you turn up one thing, it changes another thing. And if you turn down one thing, it changes the other thing. And basically, I think that we are all set up in a way that makes us unique. And so some of us have our clean channel turned all the way down and then the others have the base that goes all the way up and then you have the dirt that's just a little bit of dirt and a little bit of you know grit but then everything else is perfect and I think that what we as addicts or people in recovery really struggle with is that our dirt is like turned all the way up 
And so if you don't know what the dirt is on a guitar amplifier, it's the distortion. So it's like the heavier, rocky side of music. And I think for us that that volume knob is turned all the way up and everything else is turned way down or just a little bit you know up and so we're just kind of in this zone with certain parts of our addiction because i think we're all very similar when it comes to addiction i think we all you know it's alcoholism or whatever your vice is is just the symptom of your behavior um but i think that we're all in this situation where we have been kind of given a shorthand when we have had to deal with life and so we didn't learn all these other things we didn't learn that we can balance out the rest of the amplifier to make us feel like the rest of the world like i i compare myself sometimes and i know it's not good to compare yourself but i'll compare myself to my friends and to my family um, and loved ones with how they're handling things and i i I tend to forget that when I talk to my friends who are not in recovery or who have not dealt with addiction the way as the way that I have, that when I talk to them, you know, I'll tell them a situation and then they'll just be like, oh yeah, just like let it go or forget about it. And then in my head, I'm just like, God fucking damn it. Like, how can they just say that and just like get over it? And like, we're not having like this, you know, 10 minute dialogue about how this is like totally ruining my life. Um, but then when I talk to my friends who are in recovery, I can have this dialogue where I'm like, oh, you like get it. Like, you know, you get that when I said that I'm feeling weird when I introduce myself to um, an employer that I am then analyzing, did I say it right? Did I say it right? Oh, maybe I didn't say it the best way I could. Or what if they're looking at this pimple? I mean, what if they're looking at the fact that I just had fast food and I have like this little stain? Like I take that little anxiety knob, if you will, or that little dirt knob and just like crank it all the way up. And when I talk to people who are you know, like me, it's very comforting to know that like they'll they'll reciprocate that piece and be like, oh yeah, I totally get that. I've been there and like you just gotta like tune that down, man. Like you gotta take that down a notch and just really like, you know, think next time I can get it. Like next time it'll work, but like I'm probably or you're probably the one who feels it the most. And there's so much peace in that. There's so much peace in talking to a fellowship that understands who you are because we are different we are wired way differently than every single person who doesn't deal with addiction i think we all have our problems right like th that's what i was saying earlier is like i think that we all have our own sense of self we have our own sense of who we are but we're all different in the ways that we handle them in the ways that we are you know way that uh ways that we're have our behaviors fostered right like how we how things are, are are being taught to us and it's difficult to come to terms with that to come to terms with the fact that you have these um you have these issues within who you are or just these like like your dirt knob is cranked all the way to you know slayer status when everybody else is kind of like local natives and you're just trying to like navigate 
between those things like and i can tell you for just being who i am like i really don't have a middle ground my wife always tells me like you don't have like a middle you know like you're either like way higher way low i mean like it just is like the way that i'm wired um and so for me it's like finding that like middle ground which is like maybe i could like get into some sort of dave matthews like sound but I really don't want to, but I should probably be more like, you know, stoner Beatles, you know? And I think that that's the thing is like trying to figure out that that sense is really, really difficult for me. But we are, like I said, we are all wired differently. But coming to terms with those things, those things that are really hard for us, it's empowering coming to terms with them. But what's really, really, really hard is that for decades, or if you're not as old as I am, for a really long time, you've been trying something one way. And you've learned all these different types of tools in order to make it happen the way you want it to happen. And that in itself is really hard to unlearn because you are practicing these things over and over and over again and if you fuck up then you kind of tweak it just a little bit and then you go again and you try to learn with a different little 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 path but it's very similar but it's not exactly the same so you're just like kind of learning these really terrible ways of handling your affairs and then all of a sudden you're fucked and you have to start over i think that it's important you know, a lot of our people who are in meetings or who are sober and have gone to meetings they they talk about uh, practicing these principles in all of our affairs I think it's practicing all of these newly learned behaviors in all of our affairs like yes they're principles like I think it's great I think it's a, a solid way to put it but it's like it's practice practice the things that you are learning to unlearn all of the terrible things you've learned. And I don't think that, I don't know, at least for me, when I read that or I hear that, that's what it says to me. It says that, yes, I have to practice these 12 steps, but I also have to unlearn all of these things that have been, you know, working out and getting ripped trying to take me down and trying to make me the person that I'm not supposed to be. I don't necessarily think that I'm the victim, right? Like, I think that I have welcomed these unhealthy behaviors and these unhealthy skills into my life for years. I think that I have, so to speak, I have let um, Dracula in my house. And I'm like, here you go, dude. Like, take it. Let's figure it out together. You know, like, if you happen to get me in trouble then you you know ah whatever but i think that i i think that like having that vision right that idea of that these things that you are learning and that you've learned you've taken on like you have you have fully accepted like that that outcome that you are that they are producing is not the outcome that you ever want but you're willing to take it. So you are accepting these things. And I think within that, like it's empowering to just take that on and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, like I, 
I screwed up and I'm going to do better next time. And I'm doing better because I'm, I'm admitting that I screwed up and that, you know, I'm taking responsibility for my actions. I just don't think that happens enough. I think that that piece is not talked about in detail in a detail that is like just own the responsibility like own the part that is you because if you constantly think like oh man I'm just like this mess and like I am this horrible person and I'm broken I can't be fixed like then you're of course you're gonna be like I don't want to say that shit like if I say that like I'm going to demean every single part of who I am and therefore what like I want to I'm gonna build myself back up no like nobody's gonna want to do that um, I just, I, it blows my mind that I haven't thought about this for the two years that I've been sober, that admitting and looking at myself in this such negative light is so incredibly unhealthy and demeaning and does not give me the credit that I deserve for trying to do better and doesn't give me the credit for just being better because I'm actively trying to engage the problem instead of treating myself like I'm the problem. Because I tell you what, I'm not the problem and neither are you. You are special. I am special. We are people who are trying to just get through this world and just navigate emotions that we never learned how to navigate properly, ever. I so badly hope that you see that, that you are worth every single penny. Like you are an amazing individual and you are just trying to just do you. And by trying to do you, like you are combating with this world, with all these few skill sets. And you just can't like you're you are out numbered and you are out gunned like you all of it like you are just not prepared you're basically bringing a knife to a gunfight when it comes to it and i encourage you to just get to that point where you can just say yeah like i can't do this i can't do this alone and that's okay because i have this as a shortcoming and i need help and I think it's just important for anybody in recovery to get to that point. But I think that it's important to your mental health when it comes to just any kind of part of your mental health, just admitting that you need help and you need to figure out how to handle it. The first step is just admitting. And it's hard and scary, and I know that. But it's so worth it in the end. And after being two years sober, it's not like, you know, I think... I'm this guru and I know all these things, but after being two years sober and going through the steps one time and then going through it again and then having to white knuckle it for a while before the steps, like all of that stuff, like there, there's, there's stuff to, to learn for me. Like I have so much to learn, but I just hope that what this podcast can do for any new person in recovery or just the person who is in recovery is to realize and for the listener to realize that like we're all in this together and we all have had to deal with it and we're not alone we're not alone by any means and i know that it feels like it sometimes 
this podcast name sick of being sober came from a couple of places actually but there's a song by this band called ceremony and it's called sick and the entire song is just basically talking about all the things that he's sick of and it was just this album that was very profound in nature but it was a transition from this hardcore bunk band named ceremony um that then transferred into this hardcore indie band i guess hardcore indie like an indie band called ceremony same name right but this album i think it's off of uh ron art park is kind of that transitional period and it it is it has been said from a lot of people who listen to this band and just interviews is that this was like their transitional album where they were just like going from hardcore punk to to indie and um there's a line in it that says sick of fun sick of getting sober sick of starting over and i feel like there's so many times within my sobriety that i just am sick of being sober i'm sick of dealing with working on me because it's exhausting um it's exhausting to go to a meetings sometimes it's exhausting to have to write a daily inventory it's exhausting talking to a sponsee or a sponsor but at the same time I don't want to have to start over I started over once and that sucked and I don't know how many times you've started over but it's not fun um, it's not easy because then you have to go through it all again <laughs> so I wanted to create a podcast that kind of emulated that lyric and also there's this band called gate creeper that just released an album um an ep and it's it's a really great ep it's a this death metal band from uh, phoenix in tucson and um, there's a song called sick of being sober uh the lead singer of the band is sober and I can't wait to dissect the lyrics from that song because I know that he's gone through some stuff. And it's really cool when mainstream bands, especially bands that are not um, claiming to be straight edge or like a sober band or something like that, have people in their band who are sober and are very outward by just talking about it and creating a song that's just called Sick of Being Sober. And so it's kind of a culmination of two things um, that created this created this podcast name and the idea of a podcast in general is just you know that at times you want to get over it and you just want to give up but it's never worth it and you have to keep going and you have to keep pushing yourself to be a better version of you but the first step is just admitting that you need to do it with other people. I just want to thank you for listening and supporting through all of this craziness and ups and downs with me and me spewing some just like straight up garbage <laughs> of how I'm feeling. Um, I don't want to do that anymore. And from here on out, I'm want to write episodes that reflect what's going on in my life. I think that's my goal for 2021 is to really give the listener 
a piece of work that actually can give them hope. And I hope that's what you walk away from when you leave this podcast, when you put it down, when you tell Alexa to stop playing it or whatever. I hope that you get hope because that's what I needed and I need from being in recovery is I need hope that I am not the only one who's going crazy and I'm not the only one who has to deal with this kind of stuff. I really, really needed it in early recovery and I need it now. And that's it. That's this episode. I'm hoping to write another episode later next week and get it to you the following week. I'm going to commit to the bi-monthly version of this podcast and just give content that is worth listening to and hopefully it inspires you to better yourself and inspires you to work your programs and do the things you need to do to be the best version of you you possibly can be. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Come back to the light.